Hello and welcome to the pay-per-view horror stories. As the no-so crew goes down a little dive between WCW's and WWF's pay-per-views, this week, Armageddon. WWF's last pay-per-view of 1999? Of the century. Of the the millennium. I, I don't speak that Vince tongue. I just, medical came, facility. I just came from a medical facility in Oregon all the way to Kissimmee, Florida, and boy, is my Arma getting tired. Boy, <laughs> did they uh, really pub that it was Fort Lauderdale. Boy, you guys really no-sold my Armageddon joke. Oh, I got it. I was just <laughs> laughing inside. Not out. I'm your host. Dad jokes are awesome. Shut <laughs> up. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. I can't wait to dissect this show. Uh, does he have a new gimmick, or are we still going? Uh, no, he does. He's uh, the juice, the vape juice, Mike Boobel. Do you take this one? Or? Hard F. Hard F. <laughs> I figure this is a one-show gimmick as well, so we're going <laughs> to... So... It takes a while for creative to find something that clicks, buddy. <laughs> All right? You better get it for the next show. What am I, Sean Hannity smoking a jewel? <laughs> yes. The mean gene... Uh, so guys, Armageddon 1999. We are in uh, the Sunrise or Sunrise, Florida National Car Rental Center Arena. Which, which town is it? Is it Sunrise, Florida? Is it Kissimmee? Is it Fort Lauderdale? It's, it's technically Kissimmee, which is a suburb of Fort Lauderdale. According to Wikipedia, Sunrise. Yeah. Three fucking towns for one shitty ass arena. You know, I'm clicking on it. It depends on where you go. That it's it kind of like the Rosemont Horizon. Sunrise is, is a central city in the central western Broadward. Country uh, County, County of Florida, um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Right. Kind of like Rosemont Horizon was. It's it's in Rosemont, Illinois. Yeah, but for you, everyone just says it's Chicago. That's fair. So we have we have uh, before we talk about the show, I want to talk about the poster, the, uh, the misleading shit, the misleading <laughs> Undertaker. Well, well, here's the deal. Is this part of the uh, how we got here? And we'll see this. Multiple times in the future as well. Those pay-per-view posters go out to the cable companies about three months ahead of time. And if you remember, it wasn't until you know the SmackDown before Unforgiven in September that Taker went out with the injury. So, Took his know. ball and went home. Because they would just go for cool-looking graphics. And you think Armageddon and all that look, and you think the Taker character. So, right here. Kane would have been a good substitute, but... Would have been fine. Big or, show with the belt. Do you think maybe like a... Meat? Like the logo they have of the Armageddon, but like you could do like, since the main pro, uh, storyline here is Triple H, Stephanie, and Vince, put Triple H and Vince on each side and Stephanie in the middle? It would have been fine, but it's too much money to change it. Once That's you send it out. Um, Remember last month's Mayhem poster with Hogan, Hogan. and Goldberg with a U.S. belt? Because then... <laughs> In 99, none of it was digital. I mean, it's all digital now, so it's, yeah. it's just a quick change. But but they still usually don't do it. Yeah. Laziness. Yep. But back then, you're right. It was a concerted it was effort all, to like, do it. printed like, posters. Yeah. So this is our first pay-per-view of December, oh, as our next one is next week, for as we'll be doing Starcade for this pay-per-view. But before we get to WCW's next week, let's talk about Starcade. Let's talk about all the Armageddon. good things and the bad no, things. No, I want to talk about Starcade. Oh, okay. I don't. Oh, okay. 
So you want to talk about Armageddon? Yes. I want to talk about Armageddon. Uh, I don't. <laughs> we got one Stargate, one Armageddon. You're All a tiebreaker. Right. <laughs> if, they start, if you say Stargate, I didn't watch it, so <laughs> I can't fall, contribute. Fall Brawl. <laughs> the absolute Which one? <laughs> NWO sold out. Well, that's coming up. <laughs> Reminds me, I have to start my notes like next week. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, uh, how did we get here, Corey? Jesus. Uh, well, at the utter <laughs> what? expense what? of a test is how we got here. <laughs> we had to sacrifice a career, and a decision was made. No, uh, they uh, baited and switched. Uh, to, you know, they falsely said that they would get Steve Austin to wrestle at Survivor Series, and they knew that wasn't going to happen. And as they usually want to do in that company, they do a make good win when someone has to sub in. They automatically get the win. We have a new world champion, the Big Show. Although watching TV, you wouldn't really know it. Yeah, dominant champion. Yeah. <clears throat> Making Bret Hart look uh, prestigious over there in Nitro. Jesus. And, uh, you know, Mr. McMahon has finally come to terms with the marriage of Andrew Test Martin and Stephanie McMahon. And they get to the big day, and you find out Triple H has done fuckified things. He, uh, he uh, drugged her. Yep. He uh, married her against her consent. Yep. And they strongly hinted, raped her. Yeah. What do you mean when Vince on SmackDown, you rapist? Yeah. I mean, it's not, not like they were painting a, a vague picture. They were, <laughs> it's right out there. So, yeah, we have a match now between Mr. McMahon and Triple H, the guy who raped his daughter. And uh, if, if Triple H wins, he gets a title shot. Yep. But if Mr. McMahon wins, they get to annul the marriage and Stephanie will be free. To, to pursue what she wants. Shouldn't Vince have just, like, shot him in the face with a gun? <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> I've I'm heard, not saying no. I, 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 I've heard stories about one Vince McMahon, <laughs> about him and the protection of Stephanie. Uh, I was listening to the Kurt Someone Angle. should have protected her from him. Uh, I was listening to the uh, Kurt tried. Angle uh, podcast, and he's talking about how Angle... You were the one, huh? I was the one. <laughs> uh, he's okay, just needs to get... Better uh, equipment. Uh, he's talking about how one one of poor carpenter blings his tools. Uh, good old Arn. <laughs> I digress about Arn Anderson. Uh, he talks about how he was telling a story about how he got his gold medal stolen at a show. Mm-hmm. Like fans attacked him or something and ran, took his back. And then he brought a story about how. Um, then Stephanie was walking out in an arena and like someone chucked like a tennis ball at her. And Vince is like security, like, all right, I don't care how long it takes you. You find the, you find the guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's a hundred bucks. Anybody can uh, let me know next day, 200 next three until we find the guy that threw the tennis ball in a crowded arena at my girlfriend, uh, daughter, bingo. <laughs> But he won't do any. He, he, you know, he'll ram a car in his DX's limo. Nobody attacks her face with balls except for me. Funny enough, it was him all along. <laughs> More on that later. That's how we got here. Uh, any <laughs> other matches? Oh, a, a bunch of boring ass rematches we've seen a thousand times on Raw and SmackDown lately, too. Yeah. So the attendance for this pay per view is probably good. Want to take a guess? It's like 15 and change, probably. 13 and change. 13, 15. Just go up and over two. 17,054. This does not deserve that. 
So let's let's go into this uh, pay per view first. The stage, little love the stage, like a war zone. Like it had like, a helicopter, fit, a jeep, a tank. It's the Armageddon. Theme. It's better than their basic ass bars they've had the last four fucking yeah. pay per views. No, it fits. So. The, it fits the Armageddon theme. It a nice, uh, a nice tone, visual tone for how the night should go. I like it. Fan, how the fuck, fan, you get a helicopter in there though. <laughs> Piece I'm by a, piece. I'm a big fan. Uh, they, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I think both companies these days really need to do more of the... And AEW with crowds AEW was doing it. AEW yeah. does. But make a, make the stage something special for pay-per-views. Put some thought into it. WWE does for WrestleMania, and that's it. And even then, remember uh, 35 was just a giant LCD, LED screen that was like, what, 200 feet yeah. long? That's it. There was nothing else. Just that. Which they just probably combined their entire uh, SmackDown uh, or Raw LED board. And their best one is one of the most basic ones. It's just Atlanta. Yeah, that was a beautiful one. So good. So let's get into it. December 12th, 1999. As they say, we're in Fort Lauderdale. Um, Commentary team, it's JR and King. Uh... We get the promo for this, why we got here, a.k.a. what Corey just said, uh, Triple H and Vince McMahon. A personal battle of wills. So let's get to our first match of the night. It's a tag team battle royal, number one contendership for at, the tag titles. At the Royal Rumble. At the Royal Rumble. We, at the sold out Madison Square Garden already, by the way. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Sold out less than a day. Uh, when is the Royal Rumble? January 23rd. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's, it, it blows my mind of how hot WWE is that their pay per view sells out in one day. While on current date before COVID, please, please come to us. Yeah, You're- but also the Rumble's at like a seventy-five thousand seat stadium though too. If they put that, if they put Royal Rumble in like the Rose Garden, that shit would sell out quick. Well, yes, I know that. But any almost any pay per view sells out within a couple days in '99. Yeah. True. But in current 2020 or 2020, 2019, when it was a thing, uh, there was a pay-per-view in Tacoma. How'd that go? Stomping grounds. How'd that go? Oh. Nothing. Didn't we almost go to that show the day of? We thought, a, about, we thought a, about it. We thought about it. We thought about And we're like, we were like, how long is the drive? Six hours? Yeah. Stop six hours. Then we looked at the car and we're like, back nah, and forth. Back right. and forth. That's all right. That's it was like, eh. Like, ah. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Right. nah. Isn't that ridiculous? Could have free tickets proves, to History proves we made the right call. We could have went for like $10 tickets for yeah. Corey's favorite arena. Yeah, fuck the Tacoma door. <laughs> so, tag team battle. Name uh, the teams. Huh? Name the teams. Name the teams. Dudley Boys. Yep. Edge and Christian. Yep. Headbangers. That's weird. Also, uh, what the fuck are they wearing? The cones? The fuck was that outfit? No. Did you guys get JR's comment? What? He, so Headbanger's coming out, and he goes, oh, it's good to see Thr- uh, Thrasher back. He, he's back from injury. Mosh is back from a horrific angle. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we have the Hardy Boys, mm-hmm. who come out to a big pop. Yeah, no, it's already starting. I have, a, I have a question for that in just one minute. It's the Posse, Pete Gass, and no Rodney. Pop. <laughs> no pop. APA. Yep. Pop. Too cool. Giant pop. Then Mark Henry and Godfather got a good pop. But here's well, the Godfather question. Well, Godfather got a pop. Here's the thing. Hardy Boys are getting a big pop now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Henry and Godfather come out for the hoes. Yes. Yep. So it's not 
we you know we don't we've talked about the Godfather before about how his wrestling skills are not non-existent, but his pop is more of the it's the, the hose. gimmick. It's the hose. Yeah. This okay in real time. This is around this show is when it became clear to me and my buddies who were like hardcore wrestling mm-hmm. fans, who the Hardy Boys are going to be something because their pops were <laughs> different. And I will equate it. It won't mean much to you, if anything. You'll understand it a little more. These are Rock and Roll Express pops mm-hmm. from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like the high-pitched squeals, the pandemonium. That's They're getting the Rock and Roll Express pops. Edge and, and I was Christian, like, oh, shit. Edge and Christian were getting those, too. Not to that level. Not to that level. But they were getting good pops. And then all of a sudden, like, the Hardy Boys came and they're like, The two biggest oh, in the match were the Hardys and Too Cool. Too Cool got a giant pop. Is it amazing what a fat guy in a thong can do for your career? Hey, whatever. Ride that shit. Uh, APA comes <laughs> out to uh, new theme music. Yes. I love, I love, I love this. Music. I love it. I love this too. Don't get me wrong. But I miss the old music. Yeah. Because to me, that was just like, that's the, but I get it. I think of the Acolytes when I hear that music. Mm-hmm. I think of the APA when I hear this music. And this is some iconic theme music. Oh, it's so good. I'm glad that two cools back to the normal theme music. Thank yeah. Christ. Yeah, it was a short experiment. <laughs> One week. I lo- I love the fact that uh, uh, that they come out dancing and stuff, and like the cameras ain't like pan to Bradshaw's face, and he's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" As they're like, he's just probably doing like, white "How man is this to... getting over?" But it is. They don't, so, put the, they don't even put their finger up somebody's ass. What the hell? Screw like a pig. Oh. They're uh... Mike. You know what? I, I I'll say this. This may, and it's a little off topic, but you said something that, ride that shit. Ride Rikishi's momentum. Mm-hmm. Get hot off him. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think it's funny that Brian Christopher is one of the ones that's doing it. Considering he's Jerry Lawler's son, and the extent that they went through for years to kayfabe the fact that he was his son. Mm-hmm. He could have had an easy ride from day one. Yep. But they went through hell to try to hide it as long as they could. So it's, it's weird that some guy who made a point of doing it on his own as best he could for that many years yep. is now riding the wave that would have been so easy to ride day one. Why is he apparently the only one in wrestling history who like never got to capitalize off his father's name? What the fuck is that? Shane hasn't either. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Rude. I don't know. It's, it's a good question, though, because especially since he worked in Memphis. Like, yes, like he's not remotely as talented as his father, but like. But he wasn't terrible either. He, I, he was more than. I mean, he's world's better than David Flair. I mean, you know. Yeah. This fucking table in front of me is better than David Flair. <laughs> and I know you guys haven't seen it, so what you're going to say, what I'm going to say now, you'll probably think is crazy. He's no Dustin Rhodes. But at his absolute peak, Brian Christopher was way better than Cody Rhodes. It's fair. And the stuff that I watched. It, it, when was his peak? 90s Memphis area. When they actually, when a company treated him like an actual, not a comedy figure. Remember when he came in in 97, he just did that crazy cackle and never won. And yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. But when you actually get him in an actual feud and he can cut the promos and he can do it, he was really good. And it's true. And, you know. So you better than Jeff Jarrett. No, hmm. but but he's not miles away from Jeff Jarrett. It you know it's crazy about Graham, uh, Brian Christopher is you're right, Booble. When you think of uh, Brian Christopher, most people think of Grandmaster Sexay, not That's Jerry Lawler's son. I mean, While you think of David Flair, it's <laughs> Ric Flair's son. Sadly, Shane McMahon, 
Vince's son. You He's know better what I mean? than Charlotte, too, by the way. Well, okay. but you have Again. you have. Uh, oh, people think she's a top five worker in the world, man or woman. Mm-hmm. But you have Brian Christopher. He didn't make me vote for Trump, so what do you know? <laughs> so uh, here, 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 here goes the eliminations here. As Rodney, hey, I need to break down every single armbar in this match, no. sir. Armbars and uh, forearms, you got it. We are demanding the breakdown of a generation, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. A breakdown of a generation. Uh, Rodney is eliminated first, but then Joey Abs comes in at, dressed up like him, and then they do the switcheroo. So funny enough, so when they came out, I was like, "Why is Joey Abs not in the match?" I was like, "What in the fuck? Yeah, why? Since- why is the?" Then I was like, "Okay." No, I'm fine with it, actually. This is pretty funny. Yeah. So Rodney gets eliminated, then Abs comes in, because like, there's one ref for this entire cup yo, match. What What the fuck is that, first of all? <laughs> I know it's later, but what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, any cage match, there's like four fucking referees, but... Not lately. The right. one, there's they been a couple so, lately. They cared so little I remember I was match. like, why am I so irrationally angry about a Mean Street Posse match? Like, why do I care if Joey Abs is in the match? It's but a battle royal for a title match six weeks from now. Nobody cares. But hey, at least they're going to give us a six-week build. Well, you think that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ruff's yeah. distracted by Mosh and Edge fighting on the outside. Good to see Edge back from his... That looked like a legit injury. He got his, lucky. Yeah. It was like a well, sprained knee. Honestly, he's probably fucking hurt. He's just working through it, to be honest. Oh, yeah, he limped through it. his history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then Joey... Help get better. Then Joey Abs gets eliminated, but Rodney comes back in. <laughs> Pete Gas has been eliminated, and the ref has finally noticed it. <laughs> so your first three eliminations are each member of the posse in one shape or form. Can I uh, say something to you, gentlemen? Oh, of course. Am I giving me heat? Oh, we like heat. We like heat around here. Not Sunday night. <laughs> That's your favorite show. Damn. So I rail all the time about like the the two person elimination thing. I think it's dumb. Yeah. I hated the one elimination thing. Yeah. Like, I, fuck, I, man. It should have been two people. I won. WCW has fucked me over on that. I have 100% agree with you. Since this is a single man elimination, it's like, I thought both. Because AEW does uh, double. They do double. Yeah. And I've, t- I've now tended to like that more than a single for tag team. I yeah. like the double elimination better only because it gives you more opportunities to tell a story. Yes. True. That's the only reason. Like, other than that, I really don't give a damn either. But, you know. I'm like, ah, oh, man. It bugs me. And I'm like, God damn it. WCW's fucked me up on this. How many times has that been said through history? Bret Hart's like, uh. <laughs> Bret's like, right over here. Bret's right. number one on the <laughs> rating yeah. list. How much time you got? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Posse's eliminated. Mosh is then eliminated. Headbangers are eliminated. Mark Henry is instantly eliminated. And so. Was that even on camera? <laughs> no. Godfather and Henry have been eliminated. Edge and Christian eliminated both members of Tuco at once because they were on the. Uh, Apron. So your final four for this battle royal: Edge and Christian versus APA versus the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys. That's how it should be. <laughs> Who didn't see those final yeah, four coming? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Edge is eliminated after that. Uh, uh, I gotta say, I like the. Uh, I put in my notes. I like the fact that Devon does his headbutt uh, to Bradshaw's groin, but he does it off the second rope. Because he knows if he goes to the top, there's that possibility of just yeah. getting shoved. I like that little critique. Uh, Devon is eliminated after, then the Dudley. So that makes Dudley. So your final two are APA and um, the Hardys. Do you know who probably thought of that of that little detail? Huh. 
I hate you know, the guy. Bubba Dudley. I would say the guy's a son of a bitch, but I bet you it was Bubba Dudley who's like, dude from the second row. He's a he's a really good wrestling mind. Uh, he's just a son of a bitch. Anybody else shocked that it wasn't um, the Dudleys in the final two? I no, but it's just one of those weird things that I see them like they're getting pushed, but they're not at the same time right now. Because like the APA but, are like positioned as badasses, but not like title contenders. I think they have plans for the other three that they don't have for the APA. So the APA makes sense to be the stopgap between now and then. It's because right now you have, like, the Dudleys feuding with anybody and everybody that they can get their hands on on weekly TV. Edge and Christian's been feuding with the Hardys constantly lately. And the Hardys have had a little mini feud with the the Outlaws. And the Outlaws, Mm -hmm. yeah. As, and then and APA, APA been nothing. APA's been going to a bar. Yeah. Just beating fucking drunks up. Uh, Jeff Hardy hits a springboard moonsault off the top rope. Matt and Bradshaw go over the top rope at the same time. Ref doesn't know who to pick, so uh says match continues. I like that. It was good. And like if you, if, if, you time, if you do the, the replay, time. this at one point, they kind of, these are this is one of those parts, I think, that they got it right that both men's feet touch at the same time. I mean, they didn't. Bradshaw went out first, but... At the angle. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Bradshaw and Matt hanging uh, or, uh, hanging on over the apron again, and then Farouk, and then this tosses Jeff Hardy in the air. Hardy, like a cat, down there, lands on his feet to be eliminated. So your winners of this tag team battle royal, the Acolytes, at 10 minutes and 56 seconds. We say it every week about Jeff Hardy. Jesus Christ. I haven't watched this stuff in years. I, f- I forgot how fucking ridiculously great he was he, at that age. Like, like, he's not afraid to put it, you know, he his whole career. It kind of makes you mad at him. Yeah, right? kind of makes you mad at him that he got so into drugs between 2002 and 2006 that you you lost what could have been just for peak. phenomenal peak years from that guy. I hated that they went to that um, ref didn't see who was out first twice right in a row. I hated the double finish. It bugged me. It takes the heat off of the first false finish. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a common practice of this era. That's just... We like can't have once, too many. once made really it was really good storytelling. Then I was like, twice really? God damn it. But as we see on Natural each week, if it worked once, it'll work 30 times. Yeah, you're right. Um, I gave it one and a half. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was good, but it was like, here's what I wrote. Typical multi-man opener, typical winner as well. Nothing surprised me. The Hardys looked really good. APA was built up strong, but they always are. Um, it was actually the Dudleys that impressed me the most. They've made a lot of ground in three months. Mm-hmm. As you said previously on the shows, that the Dudleys have... Matt caught up to the WWF way oh, yeah. of camera work and how to Except work a match. They're still with that fucking stuttering gimmick. That I, is not helping. What I, the fuck are they doing? I do not remember the stuttering or the tie-dye lasting this long. Like I don't. They are right at like that precipice of getting super over, and that weird shit is holding them well, back. Well, you know who uh, enjoyed the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it stutters like a. You know what word he's going to use. <laughs> Hard uh, F. The word is backstage as we go with to uh, Lillian Garcia with Kurt Angle. 
Kurt Angle first goes, hey, that match, uh, tag match on SmackDown, that was Steve Blackman's loss. Uh, he lost the match. It was a mistake. I'm still undefeated. I mean, he's got a point. <laughs> Angle says, uh, says that the fans will appreciate the gold medals he has, the, his past accomplishments, and that he's a true Olympic hero. And then the crowd instantly boos once his music hits. Checks out. <laughs> I love that fact. I mean, he's getting heat, man. They've got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so uh, highlights for this are, say, uh, Angle tries to talk, but Black, uh, Blackman sprints to the ring. Angle misses his mo- a moonsault from the top rope. Man, is that the first time he's done that? On TV. Yeah. So, yeah. God, <laughs> his moonsault is beautiful. Uh, on Holy his, Christ. On his show, he brings up, like, yeah, I asked if I could, I, they asked if I, I asked if I could do that, and they said, you know how? And he's like, I'll learn. So, like, he doesn't know at this time, he doesn't know, he just knows how to do it. He doesn't know how to land because we'll see in a couple <laughs> months why. Yeah. And, but he just, like, yeah, I just flip. But it looks. It's so good. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. It's just too bad it wasn't this company that, that um, framed the, the greatest visual of one of his moonsaults off a cage. Um, no, he, he's, he's a natural. He's, uh, you know, he's picking it up as he goes, and he's so far ahead of a majority of the fucking roster that it's, it's ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? Like, he's always that good. He's like, you know what, tonight? I'm going to do a moonsault. Yeah. What the fuck? What he, the hell? It's ridiculous. It is. Uh, Blackman puts Angle in a bow and arrow, but Blackman had to let go because his shoulders were on the ground, so the ref would count the three. Crowds chanting boring for this match. Um, Which I like, actually, because they're buying into the gimmick. I think they purposely, I think Angle purposely, like, works slow. As Angle yells at them, like, what the hell, I'm Olympic hero, and then the crowd starts to chant, Angle sucks. Angle wins with the German suplex with the bridge, and Angle once again celebrates like he loves the gold. That he won the gold medals. I would say this about him: I love the fact, and I don't know why. I okay, I hate it and love it. I hate that he celebrates that he wins it, but it gets me every time that I smile. I'm like, God damn it, you know? He's he's got it. Uh, can we get somebody better than Steve Blackman though? Because well, he was his apprentice, you know. Well. You know, it's the slow, steady move up the roster. He's beaten all the lower, lower ones. But there are lower guys who can person. wrestle, though. Can we get him somebody who can wrestle? Because Steve Blackman is not doing favors for him. Because that was not a great German, and that's not on Kurt Angle. I gave it so. uh, one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Again, nothing special. I wrote Angle as a wonderkind, strap all of the rockets to him. And that's really all I thought about this match. You yeah. Know, that's it, all I had. Uh, yeah. It's. For me, this match was just there to get Angle more heat. Uh, we go backstage with BB as she's getting dressed, behind, and we just see a silhouette of her zipping up. God, her. do you think they miss Sable? Yeah, they're trying so hard with BB. I don't. As Cole tries to come into the room to talk, but he loses it. See, this was good. Like this is this is why Cole's better than like Kevin Kelly being creepy. Because Michael Cole looks actually so much seems creepy. Kevin Kelly plays like he's playing a guy who's creepy, but he's really not. Yeah. Whereas Michael Cole, you're like, what a creeper. Get away from me, you freak. Yeah. Um, then we see earlier tonight on Heat with Mula pushing Ivory in a pool. Um, hey, guys, Greg Norman's at uh, ringside. He's going to choke away the finish, too. <laughs> so let's go to our next match. It's an evening gown match in a pool. Of course it is. As, did they pr- they didn't promote that? <laughs> they said um, it was a four corners of an evening game match. Yeah, that's said. all they said. Change their minds. 
Well, they've changed. They wet changed titties. A hat on a hat on an invisible hat that we didn't tell you about. They didn't. They changed it from that Tuesday SmackDown taping to. Fair. Uh, that's six days. Sir. Yeah, it's <laughs> a long time. I'll, I'll talk about why when it gets. To uh, it'll be obvious why. Yes. Yeah. Something's edited out on the network. Um, found it on wasn't on my live. I found it on the motions of dailies. It wasn't on my live copy. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, not. Although, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, yeah. I'll be right. a whole lot left of the imagination. You know, what, you, you know, guys, run down the match. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I, got uh, I think my phone. Uh, I fast forward to this shit to the end. Uh, so, May Young and Mula. May Young and Mula are special refs. Of course they are. I refuse to watch this shit. All Absolutely the refuse. all the women get shoved in the pool. Uh, Ivory uh, was eliminated first, so there will be a new women's champion. BB is then eliminated, and then uh, Ivory tries to take BB's bra off, as a, and it doesn't work. So Miss Kitty uh, pulls Ivory back into the uh, into the pool. Uh, sorry, Jackie was eliminated first. However, Ivory uh, gets eliminated by Miss Kitty, your new women's champion, at two minutes and fifty-seven seconds. One Miss Kitty. However, I think there's the, a reason the, Jackie was eliminated first. The the real entertainment was after. So, boys, uh, basically, uh, this is the era where they wanted to get the hot water go- cooler gossip, and they wanted the the word of mouth, and it was the natural progression. The attitude era. Let's push everything. So let's have the winner flash her breasts. Hey, and Miss Kitty uh, was uh, and continues to be a. Whore for attention, or just the other kind too. So, yeah. uh, yeah, they did the whole. She flashed her breast, but we told her not to. Naughty girl. Yeah, according to Bruce Pritchard, he didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, he's so full of shit. But also, like the bathing shoes she was wearing. I mean, it wasn't hiding anything. No, there was very. Was a, I mean, there was. There's no a reason you wear a white bathing suit, like you know what I mean. I was just pissed. I was like, why can't Terry be the one that does this? Like, well, let's be honest here, Jackie. We've already she had. did. We she already did. had that, and it was much nicer. So we're two for four out of the hey. group, and the she's all natural. Just ask her. Yeah. Well, so they did it. Not, it was so much they did than it. Kitty. So they did it intentionally. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It was an intentional kitty titty. Can I ask you a question? What? Nine why? Inches. Besides that nine, <laughs> why didn't they try and do this before? They have. They've dabbled before. You mean you had, Sab- ja- yeah. you had Sable's uh, hand, the prints, hand prints, and then you had Jackie at the British pay-per-view. They've been going up the chain, testing to see what they can get away with, and finally it was like, okay, here's an off-brand pay-per-view, so it's not going to get as many vibes. It's so not WrestleMania. It won't be critical, but well, our diehards But if someone watches it, it, then they can maybe... Or that next month. We'll find out, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, they've... they've They've been building to it, okay. so I knew it was coming. So she uh, flashes herself, and then Slaughter has a towel. Crowd so, booze. Booze. And I, this is what I have to say about the Attitude fans. They go crazy when she does it, right? Yeah. And then the drastic 180 once Mae Young goes, <laughs> I guess I'm going to do the same. And then the crowd. I'm going to show you my puppies. And then the crowd just turns. Well, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, like they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, no. It's like this era, right, where I am torn about whether or not Jerry Lawler has been good for the wrestling business. Because this is his fucking fault. Him just screaming puppies for a year and a half into the fucking microphone. I wish I could disagree with you. Uh, as as this it's, is, it's, it's no secret, one of my all-time yeah. favorites. Uh, but... 
I don't ever think of this version of Jerry Lawler when I'm talking about my favorite of all time. And I think people in my what era, this, people that are my age, this this, this is, is what Jerry Lawler yeah. is. This yeah. is Jerry Lawler is to a generation, of, two generations of wrestler fans now. And that that's, that's a disservice to his legacy. Yeah, but that's sad to me because I grew up watching the actual stuff. And uh, but I get it. You, I mean, you are what you're best known for, and this is what he's best known for. It's crazy. So with Jerry Lawler, there's three phases of him. Okay, you have Corey, the Memphis, and all the that. Memphis seventies, eighties, nineties. Us, yeah. it's puppies, and what he's done. And now it's why is he still here? Yeah, why is he still here? There's three phases of Jerry Lawler, and you can answer all of them with the same question. He's a professional wrestler. Damn, dude. What? Remember that question you asked me months ago about who's done more to our Tartarus, our legacy? We thought we came up with Jericho? Lawler's up Where's there. Lawler in that conversation? I, You know what? I can't deny that he's... And again, and it also answers the question I'm just about to say. It's because he's a professional wrestler, first and foremost. And I mean an old school professional wrestler. So it's... What, you gonna pay me? Mm-hmm. Fuck all that. <laughs> you know, it's off topic, but Ric Flair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's in his 70s. And like, why so... He, he just survived a heart attack. Why is he still showing up on Raw? Lawler um, admits he doesn't watch the product at all. Yeah. He just shows up to talk about it because they pay him. As he put it, I, I, he's, he's got more money than he can ever use. But they're offering him so much money to show up that he'd be a fucking fool not to take it. He'll leave it for his kit. Oh. Uh, so we move backstage. <laughs> oh, by the way, Corey. Uh, yeah. A dud? Oh, no. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Where's the sun in the room? No. Or you had to excuse no. him. No, he wasn't in the room. Go, go do some homework. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I put a half star, and I don't know why. I can give you two reasons why you put a half star. Uh, again, I mean, they're a half star. It was Jackie. He went, he went. They're yeah. a half, no, if it was Jackie, it's two stars. Oh, yes. No, they're he, a half star. He went six to nine. Yeah. Here's what I put. You know what? Damn it, we need, we need uh, Jeff's ratings for yeah, this. Jeff. Here's what I put. Trash. <laughs> they were, they want the water cooler Ooh. gossip with Miss Kitty flashing her breasts. Whoopee. Maybe what was it that Jeff rated every week? What was it? What do you mean? You had him rate something every week. What was it? Oh, it, oh somebody's fashion sense. No, it was, it was some no, chick. It was me. Was it, uh, somebody came up with a new like chick every week, and you were supposed to rate him? Oh yeah, I remember that for a while. <laughs> uh, we, uh, you were the fashion person. Yeah. And each week we had him uh, rate a woman. What, what? I can't remember what the gimmick was, like who it was. I don't remember but... if it was Nitro Girls or women in the crowd. It only lasted for like a four weeks or so, but it, you would do your fashion rate, report. I'll rate a new girl. Yeah. Because it was somebody's like valet, quote, valet like Johnny, or something. Like, something like, like that. Somebody's it was like, valet would show yeah. up every week. And like DDP or something. Triple H. Triple H. It was Triple H. Triple H. Rate the that, vi- Jeff. The, rate that valet. The Vine came and played. We both looked at each other like. Oh, it's Triple, Triple H. H. Yeah. It's Triple H. Because the valet. See, now, we, were... now we need Jeff here. We need to write the evening gown segments. Yeah. Half a star. Sir, he's a he's a, he's a <coughs> soldier of love now. He wouldn't have time for these. Not one damn bit. Hmm. Uh, backstage with Kevin Kelly, and he's with Rikishi. We get a recap of Heat about uh, with uh, Rikishi attacking the Hollies during the weigh-in, since he wanted to do a weigh-in for this impromptu match that was never scheduled. Uh, however, then Rikisha gets to talk, and I feel like he ruins it by going, uh, Hickory, by Hickory, Dickory, Dot, I finally get to talk. Um, Rikisha thinks it's funny that... Uh, hey, the- well, hey, Andrew Dice Clay is relevant 20 years after his special. Oh. <laughs> hey, in all fairness, this is only two of the five gimmicks in the company who's allowed to talk, so he has a point. 
<laughs> and then he, he thinks it's funny if the Hollies are attacking the new guy. I'm like, I think he's been here longer than you guys. You forgot his previous gimmick, the Sultan, was that his tongue was cut out of his mouth. Yep. And couldn't talk. Yep. That was the entire gimmick. Yep. Uh, How's yeah. that going for him? Not great. Uh, Rikishi says that he will represent, I love this line, all the healthy fat people. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has his points here. Like I'm gonna just But he's un- not but not me, the unhealthy fat people. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck the fuck the unhealthy. I, only, want, I only fight for the healthy. Because I want them goddamn uh Hollies to win now. They'll fit on Jason Whitlock. Rick, uh, Rick fuck him. Rikishi says that uh Viscera better Viscera better have his back because he will have his. So our next match is a impromptu set super heavyweight tag match of the Hollies. Hey, it's not impromptu, sir. It's Bonus. Oh, bonus. <laughs> Sorry, Vince. A bonus match here, as it's the super heavyweights of the Holly Cousins, Hardcore and Crash, versus Viscera and Rikishi. They don't even say allegedly anymore. He just said well over 800 pounds. Yeah, well, <laughs> they say allegedly on Raw, anymore. they do, but tonight they're like, yeah, allegedly he's over. They've gained weight. Yeah. There's someone <laughs> allegedly about it. Uh, Rikishi hits a splash instantly. I honestly thought the match was over. So did I. I was I'm like, like, oh, Jesus. Okay, that's quick. If only. Uh, Rikishi tries to tag in Viscera and... You, wouldn't you guys be surprised? But Viscera doesn't want in. So uh, Rikishi has to slap him on the chest to get him in. Crash goes for a sunset flip, but Viscera stays up. Hardcore tries to hit a clothesline, but does nothing. Viscera then hits a back body drop on Hardcore and then hits a leg drop on Crash right after. Thought that was a cool spot. Rikishi uh, hits a pop-up cutter. Uh, then Viscera clotheslines Rikishi from the back and then allowing Hardcore to make the pin. Four minutes and 18 seconds after the match, Rikishi and Viscera argue and then they get into a shoving match until uh, Rikishi hits him with a sidekick and then they brawl until uh, security and uh, people in the back break him up. Uh, Guys, what do you think? That's a feud that I want to see. Viscera and Rikishi. <laughs> For all the fat, healthy people. Fuck. Um, I, let's just ask the question everybody wants to know. Is Rikishi going to be able to train Bow Wow to be an actual wrestler? No. No. No? No. No. He says he ain't going to baby him. First of all, it's not Bow Wow anymore. It's well, he, Shad, whatever it, the fuck. Is it just Bow? That's what he's going by on the social oh, media. That's unfortunate. Yeah, he, he's not going As by. He's, he's, he's talking shit dude. about all the wrestlers, and he's going to wrestling school. He's like 108 pounds. Yeah. Like Marco Stunt weighs more than he does. Um, This was not good. <laughs> Three quarters of a star. <laughs> Ouch. This is a SmackDown match we are paying money for. A waste on pay-per-view. Yeah. And so far, this, this show is circling the drain for me so far. So let's go backstage then with one Lillian Garcia as she's interviewing Val Venus. As, uh, well, that Val, ain't helping. Val says he's going to win the... Uh, European Championship. Then he's gonna go fly. Basically, then he goes. I'm gonna go fly over to Europe and bang all the chicks I can. Then he decides, well, Lillian's right here. I'll start with her, and he starts smoothly talking in uh, Spanish. And then that works. I mean, she's not singing, so we all win. <laughs> Let's go to our next match for the European Championship: D'Lo Brown or DeLorean versus Valvinus. DeLorean, thank you very First much. First of all, Valvinus and the British Bulldog with the posse. You put some respect to that fake name. However, Teddy Long uh, kicks the posse out. I thought he was going to make player. a tag match player. 
<laughs> take out the Undertaker. <laughs> uh, Dio hits a suicide dive over the top rope onto both Val and Bulldog. Charles is like, no! <laughs> Fast-paced match between the two, and then it goes, like, super flat. I you enjoyed. I, I mean, I it, this match goes eighteen nineteen. I enjoyed the first like three minutes. Eighteen. 19. It went that long. Eight nineteen. Yeah. Oh, you said eighteen. Said oh, eighteen. Bad. I was sorry, like, sorry, what? Sorry. I was like, sorry. excuse me. I heard. I, yeah. Sorry. Eight nineteen. <laughs> well, I mean, Delorean is um serviceable in the ring. The other two were <laughs> fucking terrible. I was just about so. to. I was about to bump my match rating up by two stars. <laughs> Like, God damn, that didn't feel like 18. These guys were good. Uh, That's four and a half. and Val are supposed to do a double hip toss on Bulldog, but Bulldog uh, just lands straight on his face. You don't say. So what do they do? <laughs> double stalling vertical suplex. I had um, this thought at one point during the match. You yawn, you're yawning, so that was probably that was the thought. Oh, I, I had that thought, thought believe me. <laughs> but it was also like watching this, and I was thinking in 1999 terms, too. And I was like, holy fuck, Bulldog looks better than both of them. And until that point, hip toss, until yeah. that hip toss, yeah. And then it changed. But then he got gassed. Like, well, no, yo, dude. Then he got gassed. When he went 18 19. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody told me this was a goddamn Iron Man match. Uh, Dealer uh, does a sunset <laughs> flip on Val, but Bulldog pulls the ref and then blames the fans. That was funny. <laughs> it's the fans. <laughs> they pulled you out. Uh, Bulldog uh, hits a power slam. Try to on Val, but he hits it. But D'Lo puts Val's foot on the ropes. D'Lo goes for a pop-up slam, but Bulldog loses the spot. And uh, But D'Lo made it work. It was, looked uncomfortable. D'Lo hits a super close frog splash and covers Bulldog. However, then Val hits the money shot from the other side of the ring. For the one, two, three. Your new European champion, Val Venus. Oh, goody. He's about to go Marvin Hagler on old uh, need, Europe. He here. just needs the tag titles and he needs the WF championship to be a grand slam. Well, one of those isn't happening. <laughs> Me thinks that's not going to happen. He's not as good as the Miz, sir. And now, ironically, if he'd have been here in the 2011 through 2014 era, he probably would have gotten that run. Him and Gender main event in pay per view? Yep. Mm. You got anything? No. This was terrible. This is fucking god awful. Uh, la, 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 la. What do you think? I gave it one and a half stars. Yep. I guess this gives these guys something to do, but this belt means less than the WCW TV title, which is currently in the garbage. Or it's on my, my couch. That's what I said. Again, you're going to have to thank your parents for ditching that out of the trash when they were I appreciate, care of I appreciate them for that one. Doug and your daddy. Duggan is your daddy. So, uh, <laughs> I saw Joel Duggan. Ho! So, we move on to backstage with Michael Cole with X Pac as uh, Kane uh, has made tonight's match a cage match. And he agrees, X Pac agrees. However, he puts his own spin on. Oh, goody. He's so, a matchmaker. X Pac has these demands. Kane can only win via pinfall. That seems right. But Xbox can pin him or escape the cage. That's fair. So, um, also tells Kane that uh, Toe's old lady stopped calling him at night because uh, she ain't going to get none. <laughs> so, our next match is a still cage match with Kane with Tori versus Xbox. <sighs> cool. One of those fresh matches we have here. Uh, 
X-Pac locks the cage while Kane's in there and tries to go after Tori. Kane climbs over the cage and attacks X-Pac. X-Pac hits, hits Kane with the ring bell. Both men climb back into the cage. I got to give that up for Kane. Almost seven footer being able to climb back up the cage after exiting it. Well, I mean, he's almost as tall as the cage. It wasn't a long climb. <laughs> it looked difficult as the, uh, he was trying to come back in. X-Pac, like, oh, good bitch, I can climb a cage. Fuck X-Pac you. goes for a spinning heel kick, but Kane catches him and hit, uh, <laughs> slams him into the ground. X-Pac hits a leg drop from the top rope. X-Pac goes to the, for the top rope double axe handle, but Kane ch- catches him by the throat. Kane hits a tilt-a-roll slam. Then the outlaws come out with bolt cutters. Takes him a bit to get him open, but he does. Gun then slams the door into Kane's head. Then they throw a chair into the ring. X-Pac hits the X-Factor on the chair. But then X-Pac then handcuffs Kane to the cage. X-Pac then hits multiple chair shots to the head on Kane. Didn't help that he that he handcuffed him like in the middle rope instead of like above it so he could be comfortable. It was like the m- most uncomfortable. Yeah, spot. those chair shots are a little stiff. Little Jesus, man. A little stiff. Just a little bit. Um X-Pac begins to climb the cage, but Tori comes in the ring and pulls X-Pac down, so X-Pac spits in her face and then hits her with the X-Factor. Fuck. X-Pac grabs the chair, but Kane hits the big boot, so the chair goes into X-Pac's face. Kane uses all that muscle of his and breaks the handcuffs, leaves the door. Uh, Russo says something he likes. <laughs> as, K- as that's happening, X-Pac is climbing over the cage, so... Kane puts K, uh, X-Pac on his shoulders. Join me, little man, and jump on my shoulders. And then throws X-Pac back in the cage. Kane shuts the door on X-Pac's face. Clank, uh, Kane climbs the top of the cage and hits a top rope clothesline. Nope. <laughs> the I, seven-footer jumping on the, what, 5'11"? I'm shocked that X-Pac. ring didn't, like, break legitimately. If I'm that dude at that height with that mass on me, there is not a fucking chance in hell I'm doing that spot. You're Hogan on that shit, like, uh-uh, bitch, fuck you. Yeah. Figure it out. Kane obviously comes from the Randy Savage school of what the fuck. Jesus, dude. You know what? Although, obviously, so, can't do a swan song off the cage. So, he's Xbox built as 6'1". Bullshit, he's 6'1". <laughs> yeah. So, he's built. If he's 6'1", I'm 7'8". So, he <laughs> does the clothesline. And then... So, here's the one thing I hate about the clothesline. It's not Kane's fault. It's Xbox. He takes that big bump and then he instantly gets up. Mm-hmm. He, well, he, that's attitude error for you. Yeah, I know, but it's just like he. It's also the click for you. If I'm gonna it, be honest, it's here. just you know, it's yeah. just like he hit, he jumps off the cage, fantastic clothesline, and then all of a sudden he gets back up into the tombstone. Kane, Kane climbs over, wins. Eight minutes and eleven. I seconds. thought Kane had to pin him. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Kane pinned him. When it comes to the click, uh, you've got your Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall side. They're going to get theirs. And then they're going to make sure they get theirs. And uh, you might be able to get a little something, but they're going to get theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you got the Triple H, Kevin Nash side, where at the end of the day, they'll get theirs. But they're more versed to making you look good, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but they'll still get theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Waltman was always somewhere in the middle. <laughs> like, depending on how... Uh, pharmaceutically enhanced he was, he would steer more towards that Sean and Scott side. Or if he liked you. Or if you liked you. Jericho? Yeah. This was uh, something. I gave it three stars. 
Damn. I liked it. When it's just these two fucking wrestling, I like their chemistry. But as we are right here, X-Pac just randomly making the rules to this match in a promo backstage is certainly something. These two are good, but way too much fucking gaga. What about Goo Goo? Um, dolls? They're all right. What about Radio Gaga? Ooh, all I hear is Radio Gaga. Queen. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with some Radio Gaga. Moving on. Moving on to <laughs> the history. Jeff would have already been talking about the next match. Well, I was seeing Queen in my head. <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Uh, fair. Uh, we had the history I'll lesson yeah. of um, Kane and, uh, not Kane, uh, China's and Chris Jericho's uh, history. As they're showing each other, beat each other up to those three music. Yeah, that was weird. I've never seen them do that in another entrance thing where it's just, they use each other's music for the highlights. It's weird. So our next match is for the Intercontinental Championship as it's Chris Jericho versus China. China goes over the top rope, uh, top turnbuckle with a somersault to avoid a crossbody by, or spear type move by uh, Jericho. It's kind of cool. You know, she did like the Triple H kind of grab it by the arm and then flip over. Uh, Jericho slams China's stomach first onto the announce table. Jericho goes for a chair shot, but China moves. China drop kicks the chair into Jericho's face. Jericho heaves China into the still steps and then plants a kiss on Miss Kitty or the cat. <laughs> Jericho goes for the double axe handle, but China low blows him. China does a somersault springboard elbow into Jericho, who's in the corner. China gets tied up in the ropes and Jericho just punches her thumb. Thought that was great. That was then he hits a drop kick on it. China reverses a powerbomb into a Hurricane Rana, gets a two. Jericho takes off the turnbuckle pad. Uh, China then powerbombs Jericho. China tries to slingshot Jericho in the turnbuckle and uh, then hits a clothesline. Jericho goes for the back body drop off the top rope, but China reverses it and gets like a 2.7. Jericho puts the walls of Jericho on China, and she's struggling into the rope. But then she taps. So your winner and new Intercontinental Champion, Chris Jericho. 10 minutes and 22 seconds. Uh, I thought it was a really fun match. Um, boy, China got gas about halfway through, though. <laughs> yes, she did. She got gas later than she I did mean, the first time, she, I thought. Uh, she pushed through it. She tried, but you could tell when she, wasn't, when she was resting. My God, was she breathing heavy. Um... How anybody can say Jericho isn't fucking good is goddamn beyond me. At that point, if you're saying that, you need to look in the mirror, Sean Wallman, because that's on you. This was a... Um, this is so much better than it should have been. It, this was a really good carry job by Jericho. Yep. China tried. She tried. She tried. But this was a carry job. And isn't it crazy? You could see that she's getting better. Yeah. Yo. yeah. It's almost like she just needs ring time. Hey, is she ever on Raw or SmackDown Wrestling? No. Fuck no. I don't know if China's the one person in the company I'd save just for pay-per-view, but uh, it's an interesting tactic to take. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, this was a better match than the first one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. I gave it a three stars. Good match. Jericho has upped the viciousness lately. He's really... And yeah, this is around the time I'm, I'm seeing it. There's a lot less Jericho-holic WCW. And we're getting more and more of what becomes Y2J. Yeah. Which is weird that he's upping the viciousness because that's 
no longer relevant the, the next night on Raw. Yep. See? Which is weird. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. But then we... Then, we'll get to that tomorrow. I yep. said they needed to get the belt off of China, so this was the right yep. move. Yeah. As you said, she doesn't get ring time. Her ring time is pay-per-views. And then, the, if not, she's standing on the stage. The storyline with Jericho dictate, or with Jer- dictated she wins the belt. Yeah. You couldn't have her lose the first defense or it would have nullified everything you just did. Yep. History. But yeah. you can't have her win the second one because, A, you'd kill Jericho. Yeah. And two, you've already accomplished what you need to. She can lose now. Then we go to Mitchell and Jericho. I'm sorry, Michael, as <laughs> as he uh, talks about how the Intercontinental Championship is back with a man, but then China comes out of nowhere, and she, he's like, all right, let's go. You want to go again? Let's go. And she just wants to congratulate and shake his hand. Didn't like that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like what's coming. I didn't like that at all. It seems like she wants to be friends. I don't get it. Guy tried to mutilate her. Yeah. Again, in, well, I guess what are you talking about? It was a simple broken nail. I guess an attitude to her, you know, trying to mutilate someone. I mean, it has been a whole month, so let's get over it, sir. And it's the attitude to her. So, right. and and truly heinous things we've seen. That isn't it amazing that we've seen so many heinous, so much heinous shit this year that Jericho attacking her thumb with a hammer doesn't even sniff the top ten list. It didn't rate. Nope. Like, oh yeah, that happened a week. That was cool. <laughs> So as nondescript raw. Yeah. <laughs> as you're saying you don't uh didn't like this, I know what you're really talking about. Our next match as it's for the WWF tag team championships, <laughs> as it's the Rock and Sock connection versus the New Age Outlaws. Did you see it? Did you see it? See what? I'll talk about it at the end because I have it in my notes. But I want to know if either one of you notices it. Mm, I don't think so. Maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Uh I'll, I'll be frank here for a moment. Okay. This Can't match, Dennis. Yeah. We've established that. I, I'll be sweet D, I guess. This match. I, is it wrong that I really want to be rickety cricket? No. I were to smoke, <laughs> That's smoke, to smoke that meth to get through this match. This match dog. dogged was draining me so hard. Thank you. Thank you. I just couldn't. I, I lost the will to live during the entrances. I was like, oh. No. I uh, didn't hit it. Wow. Okay. Uh, Mankind is a back and forth match. Mankind goes for the mandible uh, claw, but um, then it becomes a brawl between both teams. Rock and Billy fight through the crowd. Mankind knocks the ref down. Mankind hits his sit down pile driver. Mankind helps the ref up, but Mr. Ass jumps on Mankind. What the fuck was that? Was he he supposed to hit a famouser? Is that what that was supposed to be? I think that's what it was supposed to be. That's not what happened. Because he just jumped on the back yeah. of the ref. I'm like, uh, he, I was okay. like, dog pile? <laughs> dog pile. Sean pile. Sean pile. Ass pile. Ass pile. Uh, rock and gun fight on the outside. Mankind goes for Sako and puts on Road Dog. However, Al Snow comes out and hits Mankind with head. Road Dog falls on Mankind. The ref makes the count, but the rock pulls the ref out. I'm like, okay, that was kind of smart. I'm like, okay, the match is over because Snow interfered. Rock runs up the ramp and attacks Al Snow. The Outlaws and uh, hit Mankind with the ring bell, but he ki- it's still able to kick out. Uh, Outlaws go for the double pile driver, but Mankind backdrops Billy, uh, Billy and then stumbles in the rope to get Road Dog caught on the turnbuckle. The Rock hits the rock bottom gun and covers him, but however, Al Snow runs back down and interferes. So your winners of this match, but not new tag team champions, Rock and Sock Connection. 16 minutes and 23 seconds. What did I miss, Corey? 
No, you first. So I will say that uh, the way Corey feels about X-Pac and Kane is how I feel about this match. When they're just, it's just the two teams, I think they have good chemistry and the matches are fun. But when you put all the extra shit they always do to these fucking matches, it's where it loses a little bit for me. Although I did enjoy the match for what it was. I, I will say this. The match were so draining for me. But I did enjoy the false finishes in a way of like, oh, rock, uh, Snow get, uh, hits Man Count the, uh, with head, and like, oh, that's it. But Rock makes the save. And then uh, the ring bell spot when he kicks out. I like the lo- those little false finishes. But for me, it's just one of those things of like, I knew Al Snow was going to interfere and cost them the match. But he did it twice. Mm-hmm. I went two and a quarter. Uh, this dragged. A little hint. When Foley wears blue, he is mailing it in. I noticed he was wearing the blue. Yep. He had the blue shirt on. If he's wearing the blue shirt or the blue sweatpants, you're not going to get full maximum effort Foley. And now, in all fairness, in late 99, it's probably because he just can't it's, He can't do it. Do it. <laughs> but whenever he puts that blue on, I'm like, oh. Okay. It's fair. Uh, this division has so many teams, but these two are just slogging up the top. That's what I put. So we need some fresh blood up here. Like they uh, clearly like there's nothing else you can do with the outlaws except be entitled like feuds. And clearly they're waiting to do something else with the rock when it gets towards mania season. Yeah. So I, they're kind of just biding time for the rock and mankind just. Is this, kind of there. Well, this is actually helping fully because one on one. I mean, he's extending his career a little bit, but and uh, you're right with the Rock. This screams, look, we have another baby face as the world champ, so we're just gonna have him do shit over here. Yeah, man, that we've seen Rock and Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Those uh, without Austin, God, it is clear that the Rock is the number one guy. Yeah, those those crowd pops are. Gigantic. As we've said previously on shows and on the No Cell, which you can listen to at NoCellEntertainment.com, the that Rock and Austin and get that double pop. The music hits, they pop, and then it pops again when they show up. Is it weird that I actually think it's bad for business in the long run that they happen to get Austin and Rock at the same time? Hot it as probably was. Yeah, because it's good to have two or three really over baby faces. But these two were once in a generation top guys, and they both hit at the same time. Like, you didn't have Hogan and Cena at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in, overall, in wrestling, it's yeah. someone's like, you had Flair for a while, then became Hogan, yeah. and then Rock it's, and Austin at the same time. It's bad at the same time. But they lucked out with Austin being hurt that they had somebody that over. But, but, then, but then, in the long run, to break kayfabe of what we're doing here, they both leave it around the same time, and they they were, they were screwed in the long they got run. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Al Snow and Mankind fight. Rock hits the rock bottom on Road Dog and Al Snow. Then he hits the people's elbow on Al Snow. So let's talk about something. Uh, we'll stay on this for a second. So it was bad in the long run. Is that because Austin got hurt that the Rock got so over? That's what Hollywood started taking notice. Like if the Rock, if Austin was there the entire time. Does Rock get those those options or that that opportunity that quickly? He, people people say it would have happened regardless. I agree, but, but that soon. But no, but here's here's I think him getting the Hollywood deal 
comes down to one thing and one thing only. He killed it on Saturday Night Live. He, he would have never happened if he didn't do, if he didn't host it. He killed it on SNL, and he was he was on that seventy show before. It was yeah, but, that Ken, was a, but that was a real quick. Life. But still, you know what I mean. But he went to Hollywood for that one show, with, and Ken Shamrock was with him. Yeah. So it's like he was already not getting his foot in, but you know he he tipped his you know pinky toe in the water for that. Saturday Night Live was what did it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. If he had never hosted Saturday Night Live, because they, I mean, wrestling was hot. Mm-hmm. But they weren't going to come and grab him just because he was cutting those promos. You know what I mean? He proved that he could be funny and charming outside of the wrestling venture. That's what opened those doors. I, I, can, t- I, can, I can tell you, I watched that episode of SNL when he hosted, and I was glued because it was hilarious. I watched it, too. I vividly remember because that was also a cast I liked yeah. that era. Yeah, same. But, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, good for him. Bad in the long run for the business? <laughs> That's a big what if. Yeah, probably. Austin, because of two n- serious neck injuries, Austin was on borrowed time. Yeah. So the thought process was, God, the Rock's in his 20s still. We have forever to worry about. They just talked about it uh-uh. on a show a couple weeks ago. Rock is like 26 here. Yeah. He's so young, and we, he is we Because I looked him up, because we, um, uh, me and my partner at work at the shoot, my lover, we were talking about like... Um, I forgot what, but it was like older men, how they, <laughs> <laughs> how good looking they are. Took a and, uh, and, um, I agree. <laughs> we were talking about like, look at the rock. Yeah. And I was like, I think I'm like, I think he's like 50. He's only 48. Yeah. He'll be 50 next year. But still, you know, yeah, it's, he would have, he wouldn't be a full timer still. But he would have been until about 2015. He would have been on that Triple H Undertaker yeah. schedule. And so think about that. He was done as a full-timer. In 04. By 30. That's No, 2002 is when he was done a full-timer. That's fair. And then his last, yeah, his last matches were, it, yeah, he was 32 in 2004. And that was the last time he wrestled until Cena. So all that time. Hey, first of all. Until Miz, our truth. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> so let's move on. I successfully erase it, but every time you bring it back. I'd like to point out their flaws. Of which there are many. Isn't that crazy, by the way? Speaking of their flaws. I love going off topic because it makes Joe angry. Yeah, I know. That same year, in 2011, The Rock comes back. Huge moment. The Summer of Punk. Huge moment. They blow The Rock's return in a match with Miz and our truth That's the same calendar year. Well, it took him a month to blow the summer of punk. <laughs> oh, man, that company's fucking stupid. <laughs> How's Peacock working out, guys? How's that Peacock? <laughs> uh, excuse me. I like to call it the E-cock. Uh, Jeff, back to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, speaking of uh, bad things and missteps. Well, thank you. Um, we're gonna hit about the next match, Jim. yes. Um, <laughs> uh, our next thing we have a history lesson of what oh, has happened between what good, oh, okay. Uh, big boss man and uh, one big and that was a hard edit to this package. What the fuck did they cut out? That's a good question. I was like, uh, all right, I don't, I don't know what the hell they would have brought like promoing. Maybe, uh, end of days is already out, right. Yes. Yes. So it wasn't end of days. Could have been WF New York. 
This is, it opens in January, but this is around the time they start talking. Oh, about it. I bet you it was. That's probably a good call. So hmm. we uh, get the breakdown of a we you know breakdown of a breaking. the breaking of a Big Show's dad's watch, making fun of Big Show's dead daddy. Um, having his mom tell the world that he's a bastard. All the fun stuff in a man's life. Let's go to our next match then, nah. as it's for the WWF Championship. They barely did. Why should we? <laughs> well, we won't. Big Boss Man versus the Big Show. Boss Man thinks it's funny that the Big Show's fake daddy's dead. He thinks that it's funny that the Big Show's crying now, because where's my real daddy? Just trying to get that daddy heat. I uh, noticed something. Yeah. I did not know the Boss Man had a Stars and Bars tattoo? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Well, you know. You gotta remember, though, in all fairness to him, and I always feel the need to bring this up from that time period, but when you grew up in Georgia, as did I, uh, as a kid in the 70s and early 80s, mm-hmm. uh, that weird time frame, the Stars and Bars wasn't about, at its, uh, it, it always represented. Like, eh, it always was. No, no, no. It always represented it, but not. They the, said that that was some bullshit. They're lying to you. But no, there was a generation <laughs> where it was really just about Southern Rock and Dukes of Hazard and shit like that. It didn't mean like, uh, I'm a fucking, you know, white supremacist piece of shit Nazi. Man, that show ages worse and worse every single day. That fucking car's on television. <laughs> I feel bad for it. I love that show. I grew up on that show. That fucking Nazi ass car they drive around but in. But there's nothing. Remotely racist or anything about the show. Uh, what's a strong black character in that show? <laughs> <laughs> there were guests. There were guest stars who were treated well. But anyways, uh, so I l- I'm not gonna let you tear down my childhood. Damn it, Mike! I will. I'm gonna rip that bitch down. So one thing that I love, real life is already doing it, right? One thing I love about this match, and Gerald, please <laughs> tell me the one thing you liked about this match. Big Show storming the ring. Okay, yeah. Instead, of, instead of stopping and making his choke right. slam pose, I, he storms the ring, chucks the belt at the ref, and is like, I'm going to take you down, boss say, man. Okay, thank you for that. I, I give you that. That's it. Okay. Can I tell you the one, the one good thing I liked about this match? Yes. He nipped up. <laughs> oh, when he did a kip up? Yeah. I was like, what in the fuck? Jesus Christ. And then, it, and then followed it with a drop kick? I want to know something. Why all of a sudden, as soon as he gets the monster... Uh, what should have been a monster push to the world title. I mean. Why then all of a sudden is the hair down and scraggly all the time and a shirt on nonstop? Whereas he didn't wear the shirt until literally the night he won the title. Well, it's the big sandwich and pasta. But I, 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 so since he's blocked and all that, so uh, we made it at work. We did a long drive. So I put the, I want to listen to the uh, Paul Wright Jericho show. Uh, yeah. pod, and he brings up, he goes, you know, what's funny. I'm smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, and you make me your champion. But when I cut weight, make lean, this and that, I can't you do nothing for me. Yep. But yes, this match well, was... Squ- I wonder if it's because you were smoking two packs a day while you were a little champion, dick. Maybe that's on you, you fucktard. He, uh, squash match, he puts <laughs> Albert through the Spanish announce table. <laughs> Fuck boy. And then he uh, choke slams uh, Boss Man for the win. Three minutes and 16 seconds. This was terrible. This was god-awful. I gave it one star. This was a squash and ugly at that. No good. That's what I wrote. Love having squash world title matches on a pay per view. That's fucking fun. I think it's okay every once in a great while if you have the right setup. 
Not half of well, half of the setup is right here. The champion is a giant man. Yeah. If anybody should have a squash title defense every once in a while, it should be someone the size of Paul White. The guy that's seven or foot. Goldberg, or yeah. Goldberg. You know what yeah. I mean? You need one of those two types. Those are the only two types that should ever have a squash title match. And it should never be against a top, top contender. It should be against a guy like Bossman mm-hmm. or Kurt Hennig. Um, so there's a, there's a case for it. It's just this wasn't good. And I remember a story come, coming out around the time that this happened that he was, that Big Show was very upset after this match about how bad it went, about how bad it was, and that The Rock had to pull him aside in the back and explain, like, it happens, but you're the champ. We, uh, we're all going to feed off of you and how you handle your business. So, Which is adorable, but that's not true for The Rock. But <laughs> right? it's, it's, I, I know what he was trying to do. He it's was adorable. trying to um, but yeah, that happened in the locker room after this match. <laughs> um, is it just me, or is it in the last month has the boss been really falling off? Like work wise, yes. You know what it feels like. Like the look is different all of a sudden, and like the in ring is just like I know he's against the big show, so he was somewhat limited. But even their other matches were better uh, than this. Remember what I told you earlier in the year about he went to the office and said, "Look." I can't keep doing this hardcore stuff on the road. You want me to do it on TV? That's one thing. But they were having him do it on the road every night, too. And it's around this time that Bossman just kind of kind of goes the way of the bulldog. Yeah. Um, he's not super old, but there's a lot of wear and tear on that body. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, he, he carried a lot of weight early, yeah. and, and he was and did amazing things with it. But at this point, he's about... I don't know, 35, 36, and it's catching up to him. He's about done his, with his elite working days. Man. It happened quick. Yeah. Just boom. But I'm sure that nonstop four months of nonstop hardcore matches for the, you know, house show crowds in Toledo, Ohio, and all that crap helped. Yeah. Let's move on to our, our history of uh, one storyline of oh, Triple God. H and... Uh, Wake me up when he's done reviewing oh, this Oh, I got match. a lot here. Triple H and Vince. Vince costing Triple H the title at Survivor Series. Triple H gets back by gets back at Vince by marrying his daughter. So our next match is a no-holds-barred falls count anywhere match. If Triple H wins... Or just a typical Attitude Era main event. Yeah, no. Yeah. If Triple H wins, he gets a title shot in Wedded Bliss. If Vince wins, so Stephanie right. gets an enrollment from Triple H. Stephanie comes out and sits at ringside. Only uh, in wrestling. I'll stay married to you if you win the match. I'll learn to love you. <laughs> As our next match is Vince McMahon versus Triple H. Triple H comes out with a sledgehammer. He has a little wedding ring on. The glare Stephanie gives him Good. looks great. Mm-hmm. Vince comes it. Vince comes down with a large sweatshirt on that looks like triple a uh, triple like three X. So guys, why is he wearing the the uh, extra large? Is he wearing a uh, extra large sweatshirt? Is he does he have a vest on He's underneath? Padded. Padded. That's my guess because with Austin he was just he took the shirt off. He was fucking ripped. Yeah. Austin he had to show the tank top. Here and or shirtless. On Valentine's Day he was shirtless. Yeah, and now he's got this large ass sweatshirt on. Was he? can't remember. Wasn't he? Oh, you know what? Uh, so remember he was 
in that accident on July, like around July 4th weekend. I yeah. bet you he's not in as good a shape as he thinks he should be in. I just saw a video of That's him true, true. current day. So, like, his trainer posted a video of him doing, like, a squat thrust type thing. Did Kilo have a heart attack because he's 109 years old? No, he's 75. And uh, he has, like, eight plates or, like, 45 or something. Like, the whole bar is full of plates. And he, like, somehow does one. Hey, steroids are real. Matt, bell rings. uh, Vince throws powder. Well, he misses into Triple H's face, but Triple H sells the hell out of it. It's the boss, man. <laughs> you know? Uh, yes, sir, boss, that hurt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll that later. He, uh, they fight through the crowd into this, like, then they fight into, like, a shadow area, like, underneath the fans <laughs> that you could not see as they're like, hey, where's Vince? Oh, there he is. Like, don't those cameras have fucking lights? Can't you just, like, get closer? Ooh, Jeez. this is real. Ooh. Triple H throws Vince into the steel fence. They fight back to the ring. Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, oh, they fight down the ring. Triple H still, still selling the powder, so he gets a water bottle and covers, cleans his face. Which, a nice little, nice little, touch, little touch there. Then one Mick Foley comes down with a cart full of tools. Um, <laughs> as he tells Vince to hit him with a trash can and do this as he leaves. He got the biggest pop of the match. Yep. Vince hits Triple H in the head with a steel can multiple times. Vince is hitting Triple H with a crutch, and then Triple H throws Vince into the still steps. Triple H low blows Vince with the uh, crutch. Triple H puts a chain around his head and starts punching him. Uh, They fight up to the stage. Vince throws uh, Triple H throws Vince into the into the vehicles. Triple H runs uh, the cart that uh, Mankind brought down into Vince's face. Triple H then hits Vince in the head with a turret gun that was on the stage. Yeah, that was crazy. I was like, he just hit him in the face with a machine gun? <laughs> Jesus yes, Christ. Yes, he did. Don't you worry about that. Then they fight <laughs> to the back. Triple H runs off, and then we go on a search search party for him. And then all of a sudden, Vince is by a, a fence, and this is when, uh, Booble, you texted me that you just finished the show. As then one Triple H runs a car into Vince McMahon, but tri- since Vince is still young, he jumps over the bar. I mean, better athlete than Austin. Then they fight on a limo. Triple H, Triple H body slams Vince on top of the limo. That looks fucking painful. Dude, that was a thud. Triple H um, climbs up the scaffolding and Vince gives chase until Triple H then rams Vince's head off the top of the scaffolding and Vince falls. And I, I'll just say this. I told the booble through text. It reminds me of someone down the line. It might be his son. Yeah, with that, his that son, angle. Only his son takes an actual bump, not that padded shit he did. Vince is now busted open. Those foam pits are really hurt. <laughs> Damn, dude. Triple H gets the mic and asks his baby how hey, she feels. He murdered some dude earlier in the year. Take a fucking bump, piece of shit. <laughs> Vince asks his baby how she feels about him kicking her, her daddy's ass. Kinky. Uh, Triple H tells Vince to quit and stay down. Triple H gets a bloody Vince and shows him to Stephanie. Greg Norman's like four seats down from this. Trip, what the fuck am I doing here? Triple H is going to use a steel pipe, but instead goes for the sledgehammer. Triple H goes for the kill shot, but Vince low blows him, and then Vince attacks Triple H with the steel pipe. Vince is going to hit Triple H with the sledgehammer, but then Stephanie gets into the ring, and she's like, you know what? 
I want to hit him for what he has caused me. It's fair. Stephanie is about to, but she stops, and she just can't do it. Triple H then grabs the sledgehammer and hits Vince with it multiple times and covers Vince for the win. One, two, three. 28-21. What did you guys think of the match? Uh, I mean, I thought it's essentially the match I thought we would get. Um, I mean, Vince isn't going to have a classic, you know, technical wrestling match. And they did enough smoke and mirrors um, that was believable. Um, I kind of enjoyed the nod to the car thing with Austin. I kind of enjoyed that part of it. Um, fucking Fink's car up again, though. Just ran that shit into a wall. God damn. I can catch a break. Uh, I thought it was a pretty fun brawl. Uh, there's one thing that man's do well. It's take an ass beating. So, you know, no complaints there. You're not wrong. What'd you give it, Corey? Five stars. I gave it three stars. Good for what it was, but could have lost 10 minutes and it would have been better, I thought. That's fair. Went a little long in the tooth. Uh, the Stephanie turn is a little too obvious, but it went off rather well. They uh, they do this thing all the time, and they did it here. As soon as she gets into the ring, you're like, fuck, she's turning. So they killed it for me. I felt this back then. Mm-hmm. But then she goes to hit, but just can't do it. And, and, and Because it's, it would have been so easy to just hit Vince. Yeah. So they get you back. They're like, oh, okay, yeah. she just can't do it. And then it, it's done. So, good. So Because after the match, but Triple H threatens to hit Stephanie with the kill shot while she's checking on Vince. That was awesome. She turns around, Jesus. looks at him, and then grins. And then both Triple H and Stephanie hug. They make out on over a passed out Vince, and then they pose to end the show. The grin is what got me. I was like, fuck, dude. The grin was awesome. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so, and I, JR loses it with here with me. Just fuck you, Jared. Yeah. You're so, supposed to be the best commentator of your fucking... Of the, of the generation. Of your generation, right? Commentator of generation. But but fucking you, like, how could this little girl do this to her daddy? More on that I, later. I seem to think you you did the play-by-play on every fucking reason she did this to her daddy. More on that later. So, Corey. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question. Did the world see this coming? Two and a half inches. Uh, well, yes. Uh, no. Did the world? Did, um, did did the fans see this turn coming? I would say back then I did not. I was no. like, oh, I did not. I can tell you, I did fuck. not. The, they got me. The really smart fans. If they, if they uh, probably did. If they follow Meltzer, yeah. Like I'm sure Meltzer reported on it being what's going to happen. I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't have access to that stuff at the time. I never saw it coming. I was shocked, uh, but very excited. I remember me and my friend, we went for like a walk after the pay-per-view, just talking about all the cool possibilities this shit opened up. Uh, and I'm also, I'm, I feel a little melancholy about this uh, event yeah. happening. Because whether people realized it, there's no way they could have realized it on December 12th, 1999. But the storyline... That begets reality starts now. And it's still to this day. Like, nothing's the same after this. Nope. Like, mm-hmm. 
what was started as a storyline morphs into reality, and we're still feeling the effects very much in 2021. Uh, it's one of those, like, so if I were to say, give me, like, three quick moments that changed wrestling. People wait a long time before you get to this one, but this one might be need to be near the top. It, like, you can put... You know what I mean? NWO... Uh, outsider I was just saying, and lost like, the 316, 316 this and, uh, Hogan Andre yeah and yeah. this because I mean there's no way they could have known but fuck here we are <laughs> and uh, without doing this as a storyline we might not have got the reality mm-hmm. they still could have found each other possibly yeah but this sure as hell made it so fucking easy this yeah um hey, you know what's crazy what I was thinking about this, watching this, especially after the turn. Um, I, it's, I'm sort of looking at it through hindsight, um, but I try and like keep in the moment when I watch this stuff. Mm-hmm. How easy on screen they were together. Oh, yeah. There's a chemistry. There's real chemistry there. Like, Which even probably... as like, it's not even like romantic at this point. It's like. Um, just two performers who just have yeah. a great like working chemistry together. Yeah, I would agree. There's, right. there, there's 100% agree. nothing that screams romance, but you can tell like friendly for sure, good friends. But you but can like, tell there's a chemistry between mm-hmm. the two that it's 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 very automatic. They play yeah. off of each other very well. So yeah, they got they got me. The they grin, got everybody. They got everybody. That grin, the grin. I was like, damn, dude. That grin. So like uh. So we'll talk about more of it tomorrow. But the grin I was for me was like uh at that moment it's like she realized at that moment that she was into him. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's how the grin portrayed to me. He was gonna smash my brains in. That's fucking hot. Uh not even that. <laughs> um that'd be a David Flair situation. Uh, <laughs> Just more like Easy to Christopher. Yeah, I kind of it's kind of awesome. I kind of like this guy. Uh, now the next night, I mean, it switches gears, and we'll more on that later. <laughs> yeah. But on the Monday Night War stories, so Corey, yeah, before I do the buy rate same thing, what would you change? Ooh, I, you know what's funny? Uh, this is one I actually think of quite often uh, in my head when I'm bored and I don't have anything to do. Sometimes as a mental exercise. I'll pick a show from any period, any company. You write freestyle raps. And no, and I'll just try to think, uh, what would I do differently mm-hmm. on that card? Here's one where I would, I would ratchet down the matches. Um, I've thought about this numerous times. I would keep the main matches, Triple H and Vince. I would keep the Outlaws against Rock and Sock just because it, it ends the storyline. Mm-hmm. The Intercontinental title match, the Steel Cage match, I'd keep all that. I'd even keep the triple threat European because it gives it's something to round out the card. And then I would get rid of the evening gown. I'd get rid of Kurt Angle. I would throw the Hollies and Rikishi and Viscera into the tag team battle Royal. And then I would actually start the show, start the show with big show squash and Bosch man real quick, like as a dominant champ and then go to the tag team battle Royal. I actually think I would have switched, I would have started with China Jericho. Yeah, I think that was the match. Uh, probably that the crowd was most into. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking how hot the feud had been, and how awesome Big Show was at Survivor Series, rolling through his team and then mm-hmm. and then the title match. 
and I thought, what a what an interesting way to start the show would be a rampaging world champion demanding to get out there and kill the son of a bitch who's made him miserable. Same time frame, three minute squash. And then boss man, and then big show just leaves. You're a triumphant champion. You're like, holy fuck, did we just witness something to start the show? And then you go to your shit. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people at this point, because they try, they really had started being heavy and just like, you know, being a spark. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, world champions, curtain jerking. All right. Yeah, I get, and yeah, you would get that. You would have felt that for sure. Well, he's not main eventing. Or well, he's not main eventing, period. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go to the buy rates as. Um, it got an undeserved, humongous amount, no doubt. I'm sure. So we'll go last year's at this time. Rock bottom in your house. Hmm. Let me see terrible fucking card. They uh, Truly terrible. You sure? Yeah, I, I watched know. it. I know. I did too. So the rock bottom in your house got a... Where are you? Oh, there we are. 0. 0.78. Is there a card? Oh, I can give you it right now. Come yeah. on, Corey. No, no, I want him to read it and, and remember this. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, no, I, was, I thought you were saying you didn't remember. I was like, I know you know oh, this no, card. Oh, no, we know it. <laughs> it starts off with some ter- terrific tag team action. Yeah, let me look at that. I oh. feel like you don't believe that. So last year's card at the time was this. Go ahead. Uh, the first heat match was Dwayne Gill defeating Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Kevin Quinn defeating Brian Christopher. Who? Kevin Quinn was a supposed can't-miss indie guy who missed completely. Triple H defeating Draws. Mm -hmm. New Age Outlaws defeating the Acolytes. All this is on heat, by the way. So the pay-per-view is D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry, with Jackie and Terry defeating Supply and Demand, the Godfather and Val Venus. Then our next, that's a great fucking team name, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's phenomenal. The Headbeggers defeated the Oddities. <laughs> Steve Blackman defeated Owen Hart via Countout. That's fucking rude, first of In all. In Canada. In Canada. Six the Brood later, defeating the Job Squad. The Brood defeated the Job Squad. That was Snow and who? Snow, Scorpio, Snow and, Scorpio and, and Holly. Holly. Gold Dust defeating Jeff Jarrett in a strip tease match. Hey, wait a minute. Let's get the stroke now. The New Age Outlaws fighting in December of the next year too. New Age Outlaws defeat the Corporation of Ken Shamrock and Bossman for the tag titles. Or they defended them. The Mankind defeating The Rock. Without losing the belt, The Rock didn't. Yes. Then the main event was Stone Cold defeating Undertaker in a buried alive match. It's a truly terrible show. Jesus. We have that. So that was. We have that. Huh? Do we have that? Do we have that? <laughs> we As did. that was a point, I believe uh, said point, point, point seven, seven eight. Yeah, that got twenty one thousand plus into Vancouver. Jesus Christ! Last month's pay per view got a point eight eight for No Mercy. What about Survivor Series? That was last month. I'm sorry, Survivor Series. It was over a one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was over a one for sure. Not uh, that anybody could hear that one, but it was a good, it was a good show. Oh yeah, Survivor Series. Uh, I believe it lost some things. Survivor Series got a one point one four. Damn. Damn. Mayhem for WCW last didn't get a one point one not get a one point four five. There it is. So for uh, back to reality. So for Armageddon got a point. Take a guess. I'll give you that nine point nine point seven four point seven four point nine point nine seven. God damn it! Almost one million. This show did not deserve that. One favorite. million for this because of Triple H and 
I will Vince. say, so they lost. That's a pretty significant decline from the Survivor Series pay-per-view. That does not bode well for Starcade. No, no. If 0.97 people brought, bought Armageddon the week before Starcade, that does not bode well for them. By the way, my final verdict on this like, was lame card, not a lot of energy, no recommendation here. Not even main event? No. I thought the main event went way too fucking long. Or 28 minutes too long. Yeah, I mean, it's like, say Dante's Massacre was way better than this. Yeah. This wasn't no good, huh? But you know what is good? The award show. Let's start it off with best match. Jericho and China for me. Jericho China. Jericho China. Uh, worst match. I mean, it's you, fucking it's, it's the four. It's the titty palooza. It's just the four women. I agree. I'm gonna keep it for. You what the fuck? No, for um. The award's sake. Okay. Yeah. Should we just not allow no these women? fucking matches? Like, no, I mean, like, the fucking, like, pudding match. That shit. Because, like, honestly, I fast forward. When they're in these kind of matches, I fast forward the shit because I refuse yeah, to watch I this garbage. I was not looking pay- Garbage. Not. I'm not watching this why, shit. Why don't we, from here on out, invoke the... Like, if they're in a ring... Women gimmick Women match, gimmick no. match. If they're in a ring... Fine, they're watch that game. shit. But yeah. if they're like in a pool or pudding or gravy or whatever, fuck that shit. Not only because you won't watch it, but also because it, it, it would it's win every match. time. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. So I agree. I agree. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine, fine with that. that. For this show, though, fuck them. They're on this list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, who is your MVP? I got one. Go ahead. Good. I hope. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. For that grin at the end of the night, that did all kinds of shit mm-hmm. for me at 19. There it is. I like them naughty girls. Can I got to be honest? I like her outfit change, too. Amazing what leather can do for a woman. Oh, uh, mine, the other half of that, Triple H. Uh, I mean, you win, dude. Like You, you, you just know, win. You win in every sense of the word. You were a disgusting hill, but you still got the win and the woman. You know? Can't get much better than that, sir, unless you won the title. <laughs> Give him a couple weeks. I'm going I, I'm going Triple H as well as mine. Got to beat up gotta beat up the uh, <coughs> uh father in law. Yep. In front of Greg Norman. <laughs> I mean <laughs> The Shark. The Shark. So guys, who's your motive? Uh Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, you lost, sir, in every conceivable way. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. <laughs> I'm gonna say Big Show. Wow, coming in as world champ on your first pay per view, and you're an afterthought. Um, I mean, it could be worse. You could be Bobby Lashley, not even be on the next pay per view <laughs> after you win the world title. You don't worry about that. But you know, but he's promoted for the WrestleMania. Hey, cool, cool, <laughs> ice cold. That should, that should do well. His opponent got a fucking kick ass match on pay per view to get warmed up. Had to put some butts in seats, but not him. But no, Big Show just I mean, took three minutes. You you beat dead weight. That's in a few that's down. Uh, ain't looking good for you, dog. You. Um, where? I will say he made history though. Uh, well, close to history. He was only the second man. Uh, by a week. <laughs> by the way. Uh, during the Monday Night Wars era, to hold both the WWE and WF titles. Damn. 
Kevin Nash, of course, did it. Yeah. Diesel and Cigar Arcade yep. 98. Bret Hart. Bret now. Bret Hart did it a week later at Mayhem, but Big Show was the second one. Damn. Uh, how about that? Mine, mine, my motive is the other half of Big Show, Big Boss Man. He was like, I think it's just this past month. It just, you give him the title, number one contendership, and then you have to try to spark that magic again of isn't that crazy that he became the number one title contender and it ruined his push <laughs> there was no build after that what the fuck man they didn't bother to build for two weeks after that and then they just did that half-assed <laughs> bastard thing to like make up for it like oh yeah by the way terrible yeah, yeah it, terrible. It, then they try to bring that magic back of like hey remember that time I made fun of your dead daddy I'm doing it again yeah so yeah <laughs> lazy booking lazy so guys uh, WTF I get the feeling you've wanted to do this for a while. You've been, you've been wanting to do this since we started the show. It's a positive. What the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? Exactly. Uh, Corey has lamented um, week after week that the creative direction in WWF is lacking enthusiasm, I would say. Lacking yeah. purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gives a swift kick in the ass to that. It does. That is a drastic shift in creative, and I'm here for it. It was much needed. Although I am, uh, we'll see how it goes, but I am confident the drastic shift in creative will be better than Vince Russo's drastic shift in creative. Yeah, you want to put money on that safe bet, do you? Uh, I do. <laughs> All of Joe's money. Yeah. Wait, hang on. What now? That's only $4. Yeah, okay. That's, I am, um, yeah. I'm I'm broke, Corey. Your WTF? My what the fuck? This was a bad show. The only problem is their competition is putting on such epically bad shows. Oh yeah, that these get a free pass. It's like, eh, it's bad, but it could have been a lot worse. Find out in the week. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. you have no idea what you're in store for. Uh, what do you got, Boo? You said you gave me a glimpse. No, just because uh, Corey has said for for weeks now that uh, that this sucks, but Starcade is worse. Yeah, that yeah. it's you know it's it's Armageddon two point but uh, significantly worse. And he was not looking forward to Armageddon. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of morbidly looking forward to Starcade now. I got to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, watch out for that. My WTF, it's a positive in a way of hepatitis. Having the idea or trying to take that chance on going, you know what? Let's run with the Stephanie Triple H angle here. Like, the last, the first time we met Stephanie, less than a year ago. I love my daddy oh so much. I'm a daddy's girl. I'm a Barbie girl. And it's your world. And then made of plastic. She's a daddy's girl. She gets kidnapped. Raped. Raped. And now and now she's siding with that that guy that Maybe that's when she got into the anal stuff. There it is. Hey, Stockholm Syndrome's real. (laughs) Ever since that time median stuck it in my ass. I've been down with it. But you Down know, where? 
down there. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like the idea of them going, let's run with this ball and see where it takes us. We did Shane already. We, we, gave it, we gave him the chance of running the corporation, the ministry. Let's try Stephanie now. I thought he did a great job, by the way, with that. You know. Someone didn't. <laughs> yeah. But well, he, somebody was always predisposed to Stephanie. Yeah. But yeah, my WTF is just the idea of let's Watch give <laughs> let's see what we can do with Stephanie now being the evil heel character. Let's do it. That's right. Let's do it. That's right. So this brings an end to this week's episode of the pay per view war stories. As next week we're doing WCW Starcade. Last one of the nineties. Last one of the, the final pay per view of the nineties. That's true. Any yes, other any other company have one? Nope. ECW's next pay per view is January seventh. That the first one of the new millennium. Mm-hmm. This the June, last January fourth, sir. Oh yeah, Japan. Last one, uh, buddy. We'll talk about that because there's some people on that show. <laughs> That's La- true. Last one of the ninety nine the '90s, and then we're going to the 2000s. Yeah, we are. What a crazy run! <laughs> it's gonna Yo, end with a, it's gonna end with a bang next week. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. It hit me a little. Yeah. It hit me a little when I was doing what I had to do to make sure this continues. I was like, "Holy fuck! The end is in sight." Yeah. The end is you, in. We got sight. 15 months, roughly. You remember going, wow, we have like six, six years, years to yeah. do this. And now it's six like, years. we're down to a year and a half, yeah. not even a year and a half. No. We're, we're, the end is in sight. That, that white light, it's getting, it's, 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 it's tiny right now, but it's getting bigger and bigger as we proceed. It's 15 months and five days. 15 months, three, five days, three hosts. I was say, you know, you and me are going to be doing the Paul Rudd thing at the end because we made it through all the fucking hey, years. Uh, the, <laughs> la- the last line better be, hey, who would have thought? Not us. And Not like, us. That's the line. Here we are. Yeah. That's the show Ricky comes back. God damn. I hear you're the part of the last show, right? We got to try. So, we have to get try and get Jeff and Ricky on the last show. That'd be great. Jeff will break down. I have. I'm going to ask Jeff his top him. 10 comma suture positions. I have ideas. I have ways we probably could do it. So, well. Doggy stuff. I think you're. I think you're more likely to get Ricky than Jeff at this point. At, at this rate, yes. So next week here on the Pay-Per-View War Stories, we, we will be doing WCW Starcade 1999. But oh, yeah. before before next week, we got this week to talk about. We got the Monday Night War Stories, so we get the, the fallout got, of this pay-per-view. We get the go-home shows to Starcade. My God. And how do mu- we. How much can he cram in five oh, hours of television? More than Liz can take. More than Liz. <laughs> Ooh. And then we have the midweek the, that we will be no, marking out no selling to Starcade. At this point, I'm marking out just. just I, mean, I, I marked out for a match. I don't even know who's in it yet. That's the state. I cannot I mean, wait until you watch Starcade, buddy. Oh, I was going to watch it. Yeah. So I'm going to try and watch it. Maybe it start tomorrow. I mean, we'll find out. It, I, the only way I can compare, nothing compares to you. And I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. But it's going to be like give the, it away now. Give it away. Give it away. It's going to be like the ending to the barbed wire death match. Oh, dud and sick. Uh, <laughs> so I know what happens at the end. No, I'm talking no, about no, the no. six man. I'm talking about the you had the Duggan. Oh, okay, okay. Who, okay. who the partners are for Duggan. I. 
it's gonna be like the ending so of the. That's what's that's what sucks about is I'm I'm so anticipating that moment, but then I'm like, what? The but then fuck? the the fucking bell's gonna have to ring. I'm like, oh, God, God damn. So that's on the next week's pay per view, <sighs> War Stories. You can listen to all of our podcasts at nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. You can also listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.